We begin today the Gemara on Daf Gimel Amud Beis, towards the bottom of the Amud, five lines up from the bottom of the Amud, where it says, Ela Asya. This Gemara is continuing from the halacha that it said before, Rabchia. Rabchia said a halacha that just like there's a din of Maidib Miktas, when a person admits to half of a claim, denies the other half of the claim, so he has to swear on the part that he denies, this is the Shua of Maidib Miktas. Similar, Rabchia says, if Adim testified that he owes half of the money, then he also has to swear on the half that he denies. And Rabchia says that this is learnt with a Kavachaymer. So the Gemara here is discussing what exactly is that Kavachaymer. The Gemara tried to say that the Kavachaymer is from Haidah's Piv. If the Torah says that Amaydib Miktas has to make a Shvua, so Adim are stronger than Amaydib Miktas. So if Adim testified that he owes half, for sure he should have to make a Shvua. The Gemara went through a whole discussion here, and the conclusion of the Gemara was that this is not a good Kavachaymer, because we actually find that Eidah's Piv is stronger than Adim. Why? So the Gemara brought, because by Eidah's Piv, if a person is Maida, and then Adim come and contradict him, or Adim come and armazim his Haidah's uh, Baldin, it doesn't matter, he still has to pay. By Adam, though, there's a Khashiv When Adam testified, they could be contradicted. You could be Mazim the Adam. So we see that when a person is made with his own mouth, there's a stronger power to that. So I can't have any Kabachaymer from the fact that by Maida, with your mouth, there's a din of Shvua, that for sure there should be by Adam. Haidah's Piv is actually a stronger power to, to be believed, to be Machayivu, than Adam are. So therefore now, the Gemara will try another source to explain what was the Kavachaymer that Abchiya said, that we learned from there, that when Adam testified that he owes half, that there's a Shvua of Meidah B'Miktsas. Says the Gemara, El Arada Asya Echad. We can learn out the Salach of Rabchiya from the fact that an Eid Echad that testifies against you, you will have to swear. And the Kavachaymer is as follows. If when it comes to an Eid Echad, when he testifies against you, you don't have to pay. But but you will have to swear against Eid Echad to pat yourself. Nashi brings the Pasik. It says regarding Eid Echad, that the words of an Eid Echad will not obligate you to pay, but come. But regarding the Shvua, you will have to swear. So that's what we find by an Eid Echad. If so, Edim, Edim that are stronger than Edachod, where I see that you have to pay money by an Edachod when they testify against you, definitely the words of the Edachod should obligate you to make a Shvuah. So that's the source of this Allah of Rabchiyah. We're learning it with a Kavachaymer, not from the Hidah, when a person is made with his mouth, but from Edachod. The Gemara asks from the, on this limit as well, but Male Edachod. Eid Echad is different. When the Eid Echad testifies against you, what are you swearing about? You're swearing on that money that he testifies against you that you owe, that you have to swear against and contradict the words of the Eid Echad regarding that actual money that the Eid Echad actually spoke about. Going back to the Talad Amir Aleph, On the other hand, over here, what we're trying to learn out regarding Eidim is that you should swear on this that you're denying, not on this that the, 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 that the um, Adam are testifying. The Adam are coming and testifying that the person owes $50. Those $50, he's not paying. That he has to, sorry, he's not swearing, that is. That he actually has to pay. But over here, the other $50 that he's denying, it's this that we're trying to get a source for that he's going to have to make a shvu on this. You don't have any source for that from Eid Echad. 
he swears on this that Eidechot clearly said that he's Chayiv. Over here, the Eidem are saying that he's Chayiv one half, and we want to say that he should be Chayiv Shvu on the other half, similar to the concept of Maidu B'Miktas. So we don't have a source for that from the kind of Shvu that you find by Eidechot. Therefore, Rav Papa says, we actually could learn from Eidechot, but we have to add another detail here. Asi Migilgul we learn out this shvua of Aden, where you swear not on what the Aden are saying, but on the other half that you deny. You can learn it from Gilgul Shvur Deidachot. What's the halach of Gilgul Shvur Deidachot? So Rashi explains when Eidachot testifies against the person and he has to swear. So now you can roll over that shvua to other matters as well. If the Teveya wants you to swear about other subjects or other monies that he claims that you owe him, you'll have to swear about that too. So what you see over here is that by Eidachot, it obligates you to swear not only on what the Eidechad is testifying, but even on other matters which the Eidechad did not testify about. And therefore we could learn out as follows. That the same applies by, by Edom as well. When they testify that you owe half, and you deny the other half, you have to now swear on the other half. So we could learn out this halacha from Eidechad. Says the Gemara, but no, there's still a reason why we can't compare it to this din of Gilgushvur by the Eidechad. Why? In the case of when you roll over the Shvua, when the Eidechot testifies about one thing, and he's swearing about that, and then he also has to swear about other things, over there, the reason you swear on other matters that the Eidechot did not testify about, it's not because of the words of the Eidechot himself. It's not that the power of the words of the Eidechot is what's causing you to be high of a Shvua on something that the Eidechot did not speak about. No, it's halacha regarding the Shvua itself. Once you're swearing on one subject, that shvua drags along a chiyav to swear on something else. But it doesn't show you anything about the Eid Echad himself that he could obligate you to swear on something that he did not testify about. However, over here regarding Edim, the Mama Kamachaivi. Over here, the Edim, they testify that you owe half of this money that is being claimed from you, and on that half, you're actually paying. There is no shvua on that half. So you have no source to say that on the other half that you're denying, you should have to swear. There is no shvua that's here already that should drag, that you should be chayev to swear on the other part that the Eidim are not speaking about. By the Eidechot, you have that one shvua that you're already swearing because of the words of the Eidechot, then drags along. This is what you learn out, Rashi brings here from uh, what, what it says by the site of Amra Isha Amen Amen, that one shvua drags along a chiyuv to swear another shvua. But by Eidim, you don't have that. On what the Edom testify, you pay money. And so who says that on the other part that you deny, you would have to make a shvua? Says the Gemara, so we, not, we now have a problem with the limud from Eidechad, or, or even from the Gilgul shvua of the Eidechad. So let's go back to what we tried before, to learn out from Hidah's Piv. If a person makes a shvua of Meidah B'miktas, when he's Meidah with his mouth, we could learn from there that the same applies if Edom testify on half that you owe it. So says the Gemara, Piv Let's prove from the case of when a person is made with his mouth that you have to make a shvua. But again, we ask on that, as the Gemara explained before already on Gimel Amit Beis. Malapiv, you can't learn out that Edim should obligate you to swear from this that when you're made, you have to swear. Shekain Enabak Chosha. Because when it comes to the mouth of a person being made, it's stronger than Edim. That's, there's no contradiction against it. Even if Edim contradicts you, you still chayef. So you can't learn Edim from there, since by Edim, there is a Chosha, so it's not as strong as Piv. So we go back to the limit over here, Eid Echad Yichiyach. So we have to learn out from the case that we just said, Eid Echad. And according to some Rishonim, the Gemara now is not learning from Gilgul Shvua of Eid Echad, but it's actually learning from Eid Echad, as it started off with. 
similar to Edim, if they're contradicted, so then it nullifies the words of this aid, just like it is by Edim, and you're obligated to swear. So we can learn from there that if Eid Echad is Mechaev Shvua, for sure, Eidim would be Mechaev a person of Shvua. But again, we have the question on the limit from Eid, as the Gemara said before, By the Eid, you're swearing regarding something that the Eid actually said. The Eid says, you're Chayev, you say you're Pate. It's on that that you swear. But over here, we're looking for a source to say that you swear not on what the Edom said, Yochai, that you pay. We're looking for a source to say that you swear on the other half that you deny. So we don't have a source from Edechot for that. So we go back to Piv Yechiach. So then we have, so we have to go back to the source from when a person is made with his mouth. And here we have these two sources, Edos Piv and Edechot. So together, this is a Tzad HaShavah. We try to learn out from one, and we have a refutation, we go back to the other. Each one has a reason why I can't learn out from there. And we say as follows, The particular Chumrah that I find, and therefore I can't learn Edim from there, and the particular Chumrah that I find regarding Eid Echad, and therefore I can't learn Edim from there, are not the same thing. And therefore I have to look at the common denominator. What is the reason why you swear by both Eidos Piv and by Eidechod? You can't say that it's the individual reason that I find by each one of them because it's different. The reason here is not the same as the reason here. And they both have the same din. Eidechod is Machayev you to swear and Eidos Piv is Machayev you to swear. There has to be some common denominator which is equal by both of them which is the reason for the Shavuah. And what is that common denominator? That both by Eid Echad and by the case of the uh, by the case of when a person is Maida, Maida Bemiktas, there is a claim and there is a denial and then Venishpa. And you have to swear on this. So too regarding a case where there's a Taina and there's a Kfira and then there's also Adim here that say that you all have Shal Yidei Taina Kfira Heim Boim it's because of a Taina and a Kfira that there was a claim and then, then you denied it. That's why they're embezzled here. Venishba, and you swear on this, so we can com- compare the din of Edom and learn it out from the Tzad Hashavah that I find by both of them, that I find by Eid Echad and by Hidoz Piv. Taisus adds to this that simply you can ask and say that by Kaifer Akel, person that denies the entire claim. Over there, there's also a Taina and a Kfira. And yet, the halach of Kaifer Akel is that Menatayri, you put it from a Shvua. So, how can the Gemara say that anytime there's a Taina and Kfira, you chayav in a Shvua? Says the answer is, and by all three of these, there's another detail here. There's something that tells us, even more than just a tain and kfira, that this person should be chayev to pay. In all these cases, you have something working against him. Either the Eidecha that's testifying against him, or the fact that you have his own hoida, that he was made in part of it. That already is an indication that this person is chayev, based on what the Gemara explained before on Dav Gimel, that only when a person is kaifer akoyel, because the person wouldn't have the chutzpah to be kaifer, that shows that he's totally potter. Not when he's made the b'miktas. Over here it seems like he's trying to avoid the payment. And similar when you have Adam that testify against him and say that half of his denial is a lie. So it's a taina and kfira. And also it looks like this person is lying. And therefore that's the common denominator that in, these, in the, all these cases you swear. And this was the kavachayma. This is the limud really at Sada Shaveh that Abchiya said that when Adam testify in half that you owe it, that you have to pay. But the Gemara asks on this limud, I can ask you, you're learning out from Eidechad and Heidah's Piv together, but there's something that's unique about them both, the common denominator by both of them. 
By both of them, this person wasn't caught as a clear, straight-out liar. So maybe that's why he can swear, he'll be chayv to swear in those cases to, to back up his claim that he's potter. However, when it comes to a case where a person was caught by Adam, mm. that when he denied, and now Adam say, no, we know for a fact that you mm. have, that this person now has been established to be a liar, so how can we obligate him to swear? So how are we learning out from there that in this case, by Adam, you swear? So the Gemara says, this is not necessarily true. And regarding the case, when Adam testified against the person, that his entire denial is not true, and part of it he does owe, is that Does that mean that he's been established to be a liar? A person that denies alone that he owes, and he's caught to have lied, he's still kosheledis, we don't consider him to be a liar. And the reason is because alone, when a person borrows money, it's made to spend, and it could be that he didn't have the money available to pay, and he's only denying it because he wants to delay the payment. But it doesn't mean that he's a person that's a thief and a liar. However, if a person denies a pikadin, a deposit that he has, that he's keeping for someone, and he denies he doesn't have it, and it turns out that he's keeping it for himself, that's pasaladis. Because over here, it's clear that he's a thief and a liar. There should be no reason why he should deny this otherwise. So therefore... The, the Tzat Hashava we learned out from Hidas Piv and Eid Echad, that's a source to say that in this case also, when Adam say that he owes half, that there's a Shvua, is still a good limit. But the Gemara asks another question, but Ella Parachachi. However, no, you could still ask on the Tzad Hashava as follows. Mal Tzad and when you look at both Hidas Piv and Eid Echad, Shekin Einon Betoiras Hazama. They don't have the entire halacha of Edom Zaymimin. When a person is made with his own mouth, as the Gemara already brought before, there's no din of Edom Zaymimin at all. doesn't matter what other Edom say about this. This person is either way going to be chayef to pay. And by Eid Echad, there is a din by Eid Echad that if Edom come and say, Imanu Hayisa, this individual was with us in a different place, it does passel this Eid Echad, but you don't have the entire Tayyid of Azamah that applies here. What's the whole Tayyid of Azamah? The punishment. The punishment of Kashazamam, that does not apply by an Eid Echad. So both Haidah's Piv, when a person's made it with his mouth, and Eid Echad, the Tayyid, which is the punishment of Kashazamam, does not apply by them. It doesn't have that stringency. However, when it comes to Edim, there is a Taita of Hazama. We see over here that the Taita says, not only could you nullify the words of Edim, but they're going to actually be so nullified to the point that he's going to have to pay for this, that uh, the Kashazamam, the Einish of Kashazamam. And the fact that he has to pay Kashazamam, so that shows that the words of Edim are not as powerful. Once you nullify it, it falls apart. Not only that, there's the Einish of Kashazamam. Whereas by Edechad and by Edas Piv, over there, at least by Eidechad, you could nullify the words of Eidechad, but not to the point that you'll obligate him with the Einish of Kashazama. So therefore, the Gemara says, we have a Vira Pircha on this Chad So the Gemara says, this is not a Pircha. Holei Kashia, this is not a question. According to Rabchia, this question, he doesn't consider this to be a refutation to the Tzad And Rashi explains, the reason is, the punishment of Kashazama is a side point. The fact that the Torah says that only by two Edim, when, when they become Edim Zaymimim, there's a punishment of Kashazamam, and not by an Edechod, that's not an indication regarding the weakness of two Edim in contrast to one Eid. That's a separate thing regarding the punishment. But regarding the actual nullification of the word of the Eid through Hazameh, that's the same by Edechod and by two Edim. And therefore, 
they are the same in that sense, and you don't have a refutation here to this uh, limud of Tzadah Okay, so the Gemara's conclusion is that the din that Abchiya said, the Kavuchaymer, or as the Gemara concludes, it's a Tzadah we learn out this halacha, that when Adim testify that you owe half, that you have to swear now on the other half that you deny, we learn it from a Tzadah from Eid Echad, and it does piv together. Ella says the Gemara, if, if there's any question on what Rabchiya taught, it, the question is not on the din itself, the question is on the raya that Rabchiya brought from the Mishnah. The Vitanatuna, this Rabchiya said that he has a source from our Mishnah. What was the source that Rabchiya said from our Mishnah? So the Gemara before explained the Dav Gimel, Rabchiya's source was that he said in the case of Shnai Meichs and Metalis, each one is holding on to half of this Talis and each one claims Kulishali. And the Mishnah says, first, you have to each swear that only Bapachis Mechetzia. And then after that, we divide the talis between them. So the question is, what's the reason for the Shavuah here? So Rabchia tried to say that the Shavuah here is a Shavuah Menatayra. Why is it a Shavuah Menatayra? Because when each one is holding on to the talis, that has a significance as if Adam are testifying that half of the talis is this person's. Because holding on to it is a strong indication to us that it belongs to him. It's a Nanan side that it belongs to him. So when you claim Kula Shali, so while you're claiming it's all yours, the other person is holding on to it, and there are Adim that half of it belongs to him. And the Mishnah says you have to swear. Says Rabchir, that's, that's the source of this idea that when you deny something and you say it's totally yours, and meanwhile the other person has Adim that half is his, you have to swear if you want to get half of it. That's the source for the Salacha that by Hadas Adim, when Adim testify half, the other half you have to swear. That was the source of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, it's on this source of the Mishnah that there's a very big question here. What's the question? Says the Gemara, um, second, find a place over here. Oh, so the Gemara says like this. Me uh, dummy. How can you compare to what it says in our Mishnah regarding the case of Shnaim Eichsen? Hosom, in the case that Abchia was speaking about, Lamalve Isle Sadi, Lulaiva Lesle Sadi. In the case of Rabchia, so for example, if it was a loan, so there's a Malve. The Malve claims you owe me a thousand dollars. And the Levit denies the whole entire thing. And the Malva brings Adim, well, $500 you owe me. Half of it you owe me. So over here, the Malva has Adim that he owes half. The Levit is denying the entire thing. So since the Levit has no support of any Adim for his side, and the Malva is bringing Adim that half of it he does owe, so in such a case, it would make sense to say that he has to pay. Again, Hassan the Malva is Sadi. The Malva is bringing Adam that you still that you do owe him half. The Leve less Sadi, and the Leve does not have any Adam for the other half that he's denying. In our Gemara here, the Girsa is the Leve less Sadi, the Masak Leve Le Midi. That the Leve doesn't have any Adam that he didn't borrow anything. But from Rashi, it seems that his words should be taken out. And the point there is that the Leve doesn't have any Adam for his half. Not that the Leve doesn't have any Adam that he didn't borrow anything. There are Adam that he did borrow half. But there's no, the, the Leve though, on the other half that he still is denying, he doesn't have any Adam to support that other half that he still is denying. Or again, you take out these words, if the Leve would have Adam for the half that he still is denying, so then, Rabchi would never say that you have to swear. Think about it. If you have a case where one person is saying you owe me $1,000 and he has Adam that he owes 500 and the other person still denies the other 500, and he brings Adam that he doesn't owe the 500. Of course, he doesn't have to swear on the other 500 that he denies now, because he has Adam backing up his claim that he doesn't owe the 500. So if each party brings Adam for their, for their claim now, 
the, the Malva Adam that he owes the 500, and the Leva Adam that what he still denies the 500, for sure there's no reason for anybody to swear here. The Leva doesn't have to swear in this. He has Adam to support what he's saying. So if so, in our Mishnah, going back to the Mishnah of Shnai Meichsen, this is exactly what the case over here is. Because the, the, over here, each one is claiming Kulashali, and both of them are grabbing onto the Talis. We consider this that both of them are grabbing onto the talis equivalent to two Adim that are testifying that it belongs to the person grabbing onto it. But both of them are grabbing onto the talis. So each one has a support of Adim on his side. So here in the Mishnah, or the Bach says, just like we have two Adim by the fact that he's grabbing onto the talis, it's equivalent to two Adim that it belongs to the other person. We also have two Adim for this person that's grabbing onto it to support what he says, that it belongs all to him. And still in the Mishnah it says they have to swear. So the reason over here can't be because the other person has support of Adam for half of it against you. But you also have support of Adam for your side. So why are you still swearing in the Mishnah? We should just split the talus in half because each one has Adam supporting his side. So it must be, as the Gemara already said before, on Dav Gimel Amar Aleph, that the Shvu'e in our Mishnah is not a Shvu'e Minatayre, it's a Shvu'e Midrabanon, it's a Takana that Rabbi Yechanan said, people shouldn't just come and grab someone else's talus and then claim that, that the whole thing is yours. It's not a Shvu'e Minatayre, so there's no Raya at all to the Halacha that Rabbi said. Okay, so the Gemara refutes this Raya of Rabbi from our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Elo kiit mevetanatuna idach terabchia. This terabchia brought a raya from our Mishnah to a halacha that he taught was not regarding this halacha that he said that when Adam testify in half, you have to swear, similar to Maidav Miktas. It was in a different halacha that Abchia taught regarding Maidav Miktas. Because the Itmer, the Omer, uh, sorry, the Omer Abchia, that is, Abchia said, Mana libi yotcha. Person claims a mana. And this person responds, I only owe you half. So, so far, this person is a regular Maidab Mikzas, you would have to make a Shvua. But then he adds right away, And here it is. You can go and take it, it's right here for you to go and take. Simple shot of that is, sounds like he's saying here, he brings, it, he brings the other half of money that, again, the half of money that he, that he admits, he brings that money straight into Bezdin. And he says, here, take it. Rashi actually, it sounds like says a little bit different. Rashi says that regarding the half of the money that he admits, he says, I never spent that half of the loan and the money is available for you to take wherever it is. That's the title of Helech in the, in the words of Rashi. So in such a case, says Rabchiyah, this is still a regular case of Maidim and Miktas and he has to make a Shua. Now Rashi explains what's the Chiddush over here. Now, let's first see the words of the Gemara. My time, what's the reason why it's Chayiv? Helech nami kemaidim miktas atayin adami. When you admit half, and you immediately tell the person for that after you're admitting here, the money is available for you to take right away, that still falls into the category of a maidah b'miktas. The svara here may have been that the half that you made and you pay right away, so that that half is given already. And therefore now, it's the, the loan only consists of the other half, which you totally deny. So therefore it's not a maidah b'miktas anymore. When you don't have the money to pay here right away, so the loan is still seen as a loan of a mana, and therefore half you deny, half you admit, that's a maidah b'miktas. But if the half that you admit you pay right away, or you say it's ready to pay right away, so then that's out of the picture. So now this turns into a kaifer akel basically, and you should be potter. That's, this is one of the ways how some of the, the achreinim explain according to Rashi. There are other ifanim to explain why heilich may have been different than maidah b'miktas, but this is one shot according to Rashi. And on that, Rabkhiya says, no, this is not the case. Even when you say Halech, the Shvuah of Maidab Mikzas that the Torah obligates to swear applies in this case as well.
This was the second halacha that Rabbi taught about Maidu B'Mikdash. And on this, Rabbi says, V'tana Tuna, we can bring a right to this, that this is what the Tana taught in our Mishnah, Shnai Moichsim B'Talas, when the two people are grabbing onto the Talas and each one claims Kula Shali, and the Mishnah says, Yachloiku, with a Shvua. Now, so here in our Mishnah, and here the Gemara actually goes back to the same logic that it said before, that the Shvua in our Mishnah should be a Shvua of Moedim B'Mikdash. Kiv in the toughest, each one of them is grabbing onto half of the talis, and Nansadi the mind the toughest, Heiluchu. So, whatever, what each one of them is grabbing onto it is equivalent to Aiden that testify that that half is his. And now, this is a case of Heiluch. When, when, when the other person is getting half, because Aiden say that half is his, it's in his hands. He has it to take right away. Not like a regular Maida Bemixus where you're Maida and you're not paying the money right now. Here, we, where we, we, we consider the fact that the other person is holding on to it to be like Adam, that it's his, and he has it. He has it in his hands. And still, Vikatani, the Mishnah says, Yishava, that you have to swear. So we see over here, our Mishnah is a Shvua that's based on, it's, it's the Shvua of Maidah B'Miktas, and it's also a case of Halach where the person has that half that the other person gets because of the Adam that he has, because he's holding on to it as equivalent to Adam, and on that half, you make a Shvua, even though it's in his hands, Okay, so Rashi here points out an obvious question that has to be addressed here in the Gemara. Didn't we just refute this whole idea that the Mishnah of Shnai Meichsen and the Shvu here in the Mishnah is a Shvu of Meidah B'Miktas? <coughs> Didn't we say that the Shvu in our Mishnah can't be related to Meidah B'Miktas because each one of them have Adam to support their side? So as much as the other person has Adam for his side, you have Adam for your side. How could you say you're swearing because he has Adam, but you also have Adam? That was the Gemara's question. So the Gemara is sort of ignoring that question right now. So Rashi says, right now when the Gemara brings this as a riot to the second Rabkhiya, we're going back to what the Gemara thought in the beginning, that the Shavu of the Mishnah actually is a Shavu of Maidah B'Miktas. And the Rishayim explain that in the Yeshiva, where the two halachas of Rabkhiya were taught, the fir- there was a discussion regarding the first halacha of Rabkhiya, and eventually they refuted the riot from a Mishnah, that the Mishnah has nothing to do with Maidah B'Miktas. And then now, the Gemara is bringing another discussion that there was regarding a second that Rabbi taught, and they didn't hear this refutation that our Mishnah has nothing to do with Shua of Maidah B'Miktas. And therefore, they're saying that you could learn from our Mishnah, if it is a Shua of Maidah B'Miktas, that it's also a Maidah B'Miktas, or actually it's not exactly Maidah B'Miktas, it's like Aden, and it's Halach. It's also a Din of Halach, because whatever you're getting is in your hands right now. And still the Mishnah says that there's a Shavu here. This is the Pshat according to Rashi. Taisa says a little bit of a different Pshat. Taisa says at this point the Gemara understands that in a Mishnah when each one grabs onto the talus, it's not equivalent to Edim, but it is equivalent to being Maida. That you're, you realize that half of it belongs to the other person. Taisa has a whole different way how to learn this Gemara. Okay, let's continue inside the Gemara. This is what Rav Chiyah taught. Maida b'miktas, and what you're being Maida to, Heilach, the other person has in his hands, there still is a shvua of Maidu Mixas. Rav Omar, however, Rav argues and says, Heilach Potter. When you admit, and the other person now has it available for him in his hands to take right away, for that, there's no Maidu Mixas, you Potter. As I explained before, it becomes like a Kaifer Akail. My time, Kivan Damale Heilach, since he says, here it is, take it. Hani Zuzi the Kamaidu Begavai, Kamanda Lokat Luhum Malvadami. This money that you were made, it's like the Malva already has it in his hands. Now the other half, you were not made in. And for that, you become a Kaifer Akel. And therefore, there's no Maidah B'Miktas, there's no Shvua on this. So the Gemara asks now, and Rav Sheishas from the Mishnah, 
According to the way we understand now, Rav Chia brought a raya from a Mishnah, he considered our Mishnah to be a shvur of Moedib Mikzas. Well, Rav Sheishes, not according to Rav Sheishes, Kashim Asnisen, how does he understand the Shvu'e in our Mishnah, which is a Shvu'e based on the Shvu'e of Maidu B'Miktas, and it is a case of Heilach, and you still make a Shvu'e. Omelach Rav Sheishes, Rav Sheishes will answer you, Masnisen, Takonus Chachamami. The Shvu'e of our Mishnah is not a Shvu'e Menatayda, as we already explained before. It can't be a Shvu'e Menatayda, because as much as the other person has Edim on half for him, there's Aden that you have, uh, you're grabbing onto it, equivalent to Aden for your claim as well. So it, it can't be an Indian of Maidib and Miktas in our Mishnah, as the Gemara explained before already. So therefore, it's a Takanas Chachamim, so there's no Raya Bechlal to the Halacha of Maidib and Miktas. That even by Heilach, you'd be Chayav Shvuah. Ve'idach, now the other opinion, according to Rabchia, in, yes, it's true, Takanas Chachamim. The Shu of our Mishnah is only a Takanas Chachamim. However, if you're going to say that when there's a case of when you're maida, you admit, and what you're admitting to the other person has in his hands. The Taita says that you have to swear in such a case. The Chacham as well, that institute, to swear in such a kind of case, even though it's not a Shvua Minat Taita, it's only a Shvua Minat Rabbanon, but it's going to be a Shvua in this case where it's similar to the Shvua Minat Taita. In a case when you have what is being admitted to in your hands, so so the the, the person still makes a shvur, even though here it's only a shvur mit but it's similar to the shvur mit But if you're going to say that in such a kind of case where what you're admitting to the other person he already has in his hands, and therefore you're going to be a so the mesak nir abanon shvur the lesser the chvasab by raisa with chachamim institute that you would swear. In a case where minatayre, there's no shvua that we find that's similar in such a kind of case. Chachamim wouldn't institute a shvua if minatayre we don't find a shvua in a similar case. So since the other person has already half in his hands and you have already half in your hands, what what, uh, what which we consider to be like Aden, because you're holding on to it, but you have it in your hands, there should be no shvua here. We should just split it without any shvua. So therefore, it must be that there's a concept of a shvua even when what's being admitted to is in the other person's hands, which means even by Heilich there is a shvua. So therefore, over here, the Rabbanon instituted a shvua similar to what the shvua is, Menatayre. That's the way Rabbi learned it out from our Mishnah. And this is really, the Rishayim say, this is really what the Kavan of the Gemara was in the beginning. When the Gemara said, Eleki itmer v'tana tuna a'idoch Ultimately, the Gemara understands that our Mishnah is not a Shavu of Meidah B'Miktas, as it explains. However, the Gemara says that Rabchia still brought a riot to the second dinner that Rabchia said, not to the first dinner, but to the second dinner of Rabchia, that even though it's a Shavu of Rabbanon, but we could learn from there that there would be a Shavu of by Halach, because otherwise, by a case where there's a Shavu of Rabbanon and it's Halach, the other person is holding it in his hands, Chachamu wouldn't institute a Shavu. That's the, the riot here to what Rabchia said. Okay, now the Gemara will discuss over here this Machlaikis of Rav and Rav regarding Halach, whether you chai or not. And the Gemara asks on Rav that says, by a case of Meidah B'Miktas and it's Halach, the other person has what you're admitting to in his hands, that you chai from the following B'raisa. Meisvei, so he asks what the B'raisa says. Slam Dinrim, if you have a star, and in the star it's written that you owe this person Slam and Dinrim, a plural term of either Slam or Dinrim, but it doesn't say exactly how much. The Malva comes and claims that you borrowed from him five slime or dinrim. And the Leva admits to only three. Since you admitted to a part, 
This is the Mabregalam Aida Bemiktsas, Yeshava. So you have to swear on this Ashwamanataira. Abakivaimid Abakiva argues and says, no, ain't alakameshavaveda. This kind of case, you're not high in the shwa of Maida Bemiktsas. It's just like you're returning a lost object. And the reason is because when the star says this plural term of slaim dindrim, what's the minimum of slaim dindrim? It's two. So the star is basically saying that you owe two. When you're made it to three, you're made it to something more than yeah, there's no reason for you to be made it to this. The star, the star indicates that it's just two. When you say three, it's like you're giving back a lost object, and in such a case, you don't make a shvu on this. So now the Gemara says, let's ask a question from what it says here in this Braise on Abchei's opinion from what Rabshim Baralaza said. Katani Mies, what did the Braise say? Rabshim Baralaza, did Rabshim Baralaza said, when he's made it to three, so he was made to be mixed and therefore Yeshava. He has to swear. Now, what do we see from here? The reason he has to swear is only because he was made it to three. If he was only made it to two, then Potter. Then he would be Potter from a Shavuah. Now, why would he be Potter? What's the reason to make any distinction between him being made it to three or being made it to two? Either way, he's made to be mixed. What's being claimed from him is five. And he's being made it to three or two. Why is there any difference? Now, Baha'i, Shtar, the Kamaydi Bey, the Shtar, that he's made in it. When, meaning, if he's only being made it to two, then he's being made it to the minimum, which is written in the words of the Shtar, Sloim Dindin. Heilochu. This is the equivalent of the case that Rabchi and Rabshesh is arguing about. Heiloch. Because when you're made in a Shtar, that Shtar is something which is right there available with the star to be able to collect the money. You're not just being made in money and then you walk off and you don't know if the Malva will be able to collect the money or not. You're being made to what's written in a star, which gives the Malva the ability to collect immediately. And therefore, this is considered to be like Halach. And what do we see from here? Rabshem Maralaza made a distinction between being made in three or being made in two. So from here we can learn out what's the reason for the distinction. Halach Potter, the reason is because when you're made in three, you're being made in something that's not written in the star. Because the star just says slime, plural, two. You're being made in more than that, not what's written in the star. So there's a show of made in But if you made in two, that's the minimum, and that's what's written in the star, that's equivalent to Halach. That's there available now for the Malva to collect immediately, and therefore you're going to be potter from a Shavuah. Says the Gemara, no, that's not the Pshadir. Really, I could tell you that Pshim Allah holds. It doesn't make a difference if you made it to three or you made it to two. Either way, you would be Chayav in the Shavuah of Maidah B'Miktsas. doesn't matter if it's Halach. The fact that he's saying the case where you made it to three, that's only because La Fukim the Rabbi Kiva. He wanted to argue with the point that Rabbi Kiva says. Rabbi Kiva came to say, once you made it to three, which is an amount that's not indicated in the minimum in the words of the star. So here, there's no shvuah because he's just returning a lost object. He wanted to argue with Rabbi Kiva regarding that point. The Kamash Malon, the Maidu Miktas Atayin Habav Achayev. Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazah says that no, you still are a Maidu Miktas and you will be Chayev. But really, Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazah holds whether you made it to three, whether you made it to two, either way, you're a Maidu Miktas and you will be Chayev. Like Rabbi Chia, because Rabbi Chia says, Halach is Chayev. And even though being made it to two is equivalent to Halach, but you still will be Chayev. The Gemara asks on this, but it doesn't fit with the words of Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazah. If so, Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazah, why is Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazah saying, now that you were made it to three, and now you're a made of a mikzas, therefore you're chayif. That's not what he should say. He should have said, he should have said that even in this case, you're also going to be chayif. If what, what we said before is true, that according to Rabbi Shimon Ben-Lazah, 
Whether you made it to two, whether you made it to three, either way, you made the b'miktas in Yechayev. He's just coming to add that also by three Yechayev, because he wants to argue with Rabbi Kiva, and you're not a Meshav Aveda, so he should say the Lashon of Af. Sounds like Rabbi Shumvan Allah is coming to say, only when you made it to three, then you're a Maidah B'miktas. If you made it to two, you're not a Maidah B'miktas. Why? Seemingly because it's Halach, and therefore you're Potter. So that's still a question on Abchiyah. Says the Gemara, El Alaylam, you're right, Shtayim Potter. Yeah, we have to say that Abshum Bar Allah holds only when you made it to three, you'll be Chayiv. If you made it to two, then you'll be Potter. But the reason is not because it's Halach, and therefore you're Potter. Halach, Chayiv. In a case where you made it and you're immediately making it available for the person to collect, Halach, you'll still be Chayiv. Shani Hacha, here the reason why when you made it to two, you're going to be Potter is a different reason. Either because the Kamasayeh Leishtara. You're being made into something which the star, the star is saying like you're saying. So it's not just your Hidas Baldin. The star itself is saying like he's saying. So in such a case, there's no din of Hidas Baldin. And when, it, when the star itself is helping you out, the star is saying like your words. Over here, there's no din of Hidas Baldin. There's no din of Moedah B'Miktas. Inami, or another answer why when you made it to two, there's no Shvua. Mishum Dehavale, star Shibut Kakois. When you're being made to something which is written clearly in the star, the minimum of slime, which is two, written in the star, so then what's a star? A star is giving the malva the right to collect a lien on, on a piece of property, to take to collect it from the uh, borrower. So being made in a star is being made to something that you owe with that will be collected from your karka. Now the rule is the ain nishboyin al kfirah shibikarkois. All halacha of a shvuah of meidah b'miktas does not apply when you swear or sorry when you're admitting regarding something that you owe in karka. This is learned out from a pasuk from a klal pratiklal that there's no concept of a shvuah regarding karka. So therefore, over here, when you made it to two, you put it because you're being made it to something that you owe that will be collected from your karka. That's the whole point of the star that it can be collected from the karka, and therefore there's no shvu here. This is one version of this discussion for, on this brayse that the Gemara tried to ask a question on this brayse on Abchir. There are those that the discussion and the question from this brayse was from the safe of the brayse from Rabbi Kiva's opinion, and it was a question actually on Rav Sheshis. What did Rabbi Kiva say in the Brayse? When the person, again, when the uh, Malve is claiming that you own five, and you're admitting that you owe three, and in the Shtar, uh, all it says is, Slaim, Dinrim. So what did Rabbi Kiva say? You put it from a You're admitting to more than what the Shtar indicates, so then you put it from a Because it's made, you're returning a lost object. Upater, and therefore you put it. That's what Rabbi Kiva said. Uh, so from this, the question is, on Rabbi Sheshes, the reason why you put it is because you were made it to three, so you may have made But if you were made only to two, then you would be Shachayev. Now, you're being made in two, and you're being made in what is written here in the star. That's the minimum of what's understood from the star, and this is halach, as explained before. When you made it to something that's written to a star, you're making it available for the malva to collect immediately. He has a star that he can go and collect immediately from a karka. Shmami no. So from here we see that Rabbi Kiva says that in such a case you're going to be chayiv and shvuah. So from here I see halach chayiv that halach is chayiv and shvuah, even though this, you made it to the star, which is halach. But according to Rabbi Kiva, you only put if you made it to three. You're meishav aveda. But if it's true that you would be chayev, so that's a question on Abshashis that says you put there. It says the Gemara Loi. No, that's not how you have to understand Rabbi Kiva's opinion. Really, Rabbi Kiva's opinion is whether you made it to three, whether you made it to two, either way, in this case, you would be Potter. 
The only reason he speaks about the case of three, he wants to argue with what Rabshim ben said. He said that even when you made it to three, you'll still be chayiv. Regarding the case of three, you made them more than what the star itself indicates, you're a Meshavaveda and you'll be Potter. So now the Gemara explains, it's logical to say that according to Rabbi Kiva, whether you made it to three or you made it to two, either way, you'd be Potter of a because if you would think to say that when you made it to two, so then you would be chayiv. So when this person is made it to three, how would Rabbi Kiva say that it should be potter from a shvua? So if that would be the case, this person, if so, can be dishonest and pay, play a trick as follows. Savar, he'll say to himself, if I'll admit to, to two. So then what's going to happen? I'm going to have to swear. I'll have to swear. Let me just admit one more, more than what the Shtar itself indicates, that I have a Kamesh of Aveda. Then I'm going to look like this honest person and I'll be a Mesh of Aveda. People will say, oh, he's returning more than what the Shtar indicates. And I'll be Potter. So Elashmam, you know, it must be Shtayim Nami Potter. Whether he admits to two, whether he admits to three, either way he's going to be Potter. Okay, so now, if that, this which fits basically with what Rav Shesha said, that you'll be potter by three, Rav Akiva says, the reason is because you're Meshav Aveda, and if you made it to two, you'll be potter like the reasoning of Rav Shesha's, because when you made it to two, which is what the Shtar indicates, that's equivalent to Halach. The Shtar is now here available for the Malva to take and collect with it. Says the Gemara, okay, so if this is the Pshar and the Braisa now, like Rav Sheshes, Elo Kashil Rav So this becomes a question now, what Rav said, that when you made it to two, which is equivalent to Helech, so why should you be potter from a Shvua if Rav says that even in the case of Helech, he's still high for the Shvua of Meidim and Mitzas? So the Gemara again brings the two answers that we said before. Shani Asam, in that case, the reason why when you made it to two, you potter, either the reason is, it's because he has a star that's saying exactly like he says, that it's only two, so there's no shvur for this. The whole point of the star is that it gives you the right to collect with the lien from the properties, from the piece of land. There's never a shvur when you admit to something, which will, will then give the, the other person the right to collect from karka. Okay, now the Gemara has another question here on the halacha of Halach. Masiv Mar Zutra, Mar Zutra asked over here from the following Braise, that the Braise says, uh, again, let's say, Masiv Mar Zutra Bereder of Nachman. Mar Zutra, the son of Nachman, asked the following question. Now here, this Braise is connected to the halacha that we just learned, that the halacha of a Shvua is only regarding movable items. If there's a claim or whether a, a denial or admitting regarding karka, there's no shvua of meidah b'miktas. It all has to be metaltlin, movable items. So the, the mission over here says the following: If someone is demanding of you that you owe him movable items, vessels, and karkois properties, and hoyda bekelim bekafa bekarkois, regarding the kelim, you were meidah that you owe him, but you denied the lands that you owe him. So the entire kfirah, everything that you denied, was just karka. Or hoyde bekarkois v'kafa bekelim. Or in the reverse, you were made in the karka completely, uh, but you were kaifer in the kelim. So in such a case, you're going to be potter. And the reason you're potter is because whether the denial is all just on karka, whether the what you're admitting to is all just on karka, either way, there's no shvur of made b'miktas here. Now, however, hoyde miktas karka a karkois potter. If you're going to be made just to partially karkois. Uh, so this again over here, you're also going to be potter. And the reason is because you have in the claim, 
what, what, what was claimed from you? Kalim and Karkois. And in what you were made there, there's also Karkois that you were made to. Partially you were made to the Mixas of the Karkois. So you're also going to be Potter. Okay. But however, Mixas Kalim Chayev. If you were made there to part of the Kalim, then you're going to be Chayev. Because then, then there's a part of this entire claim here that all revolves just around the Kalim. There's a made of a Mixas just regarding the Kalim. He demanded of you, let's say, 10 Kalim and also Karkois. But now you're admitting to five of the kalim. So you have a maid of just regarding these vessels. So therefore it's a maid of even if you exclude, even if you take out the karkais of this. So therefore it's going to be chayv. That's the halacha of this Mishnah. So now the Gemara's medayik as follows. Taime, the reason why here you would be potter, the kalim, the karkais, when you're maid to kalim and karkais, the karkalav bashvoyi. Because as we said, when you admit to karka, there's no shvoyi for this. If those karkois would not have been karkois, they would have been kalim. But there would be kalim which are dumya the kalim of karkois. It would be other vessels that can be compared to karkois. What does that mean? Just like karkois are right here, available for the malva to always collect. If it would be kalim as well, that are similar in nature to those karkois, that the kalim are right here on the table, available for the malva to go and collect them right away. Chayiv. Still, you would be chayiv. If the Mishnah says that the only reason for the Ptur is because you were made in Karka, and by Karka the Torah excludes from a Shvur, it's Mashma, oh, the exclusion is because it's Karka. However, if it would have been Kalim, even Kalim that are similar in nature to Karka, that are right here for him to collect, which is the concept of Helach, you would be Chayv and a Shvur. So, hey, Chidomi, what's the case here? Isn't this the concept of Helach, where the Kalim are right here available for him to collect, and still it's saying that you would be Chayv and a Shvur? So therefore, from this you see that Helech is Chayev and Says the Gemara, Eloi, there's no right from this Mishnah. The fact that the Mishnah chooses to speak about only Kalim and Karkois, and therefore you put it from a and it doesn't bring the case of Kalim and Kalim, where you should seemingly also be put from a according to Rav Sheshis, if it's similar in nature to the Karkois. The reason is, really I can tell you, Kalim the Kalim, Nami Potter. If we would be made, if it would be a case of all kalim, and there would be kalim here that are similar in nature to karkais that are right here, you would be potted from a shvur, like Rav Sheisha said. I did the tani kalim the karkais. When it says in the mission of the case that there is kalim here involved, and there's also karkais, hakamashmalon. This is what this mission is coming to teach. The last case of the Mishnah, where it says, when you were made it to part of the Kalim, then you have to swear. You're not only have to swear now as the Maidib Mikzas on those Kalim that you're still denying, but you actually have on everything. You have to swear even on the Karkois, even though usually there's no Shvu on the Karkois, here you will be have to swear on the Karkois. And this is actually similar to the concept of Gilgul Shvu that we learned in Amar Aleph. Once you're swearing already on the Kalim, there there's a proper Maidib Mikzas without Karkois, so you also now have to swear on the other part, which are karkais as well. The shvua you drag along and you have to swear on the other part of karkais as well. That's what this Mishnah is coming to teach, and that's the reason why it's chose to speak dafka about karkais. But really, by the case, if it would be kalim v'kalim, the halacha of halach, like Rav Sheshu said, would apply, and you would also be potter. So the Gemara asks on this, 
My Kamashmalon. So according to what you're saying, the reason the Mishnah chooses to speak about Kalim and Karkois, what's the Chiddush over here? Zaykakin, the Chiddush over here is this halacha that we drag along, that once you have to swear on one part of your claim, because it's movable items, it's Kalim, so that we, we drag along and we say that you also have to swear on the Karkois, is that the Chiddush over here? Tanina. But that halacha we already learned in a Mishnah in Masech the Kedushin. There the Mishnah says, Zaykakin anachosim she'elam achrayis, as anachosim she'yeshlam achrayis, l'shova aleim. Once you're swearing on movable items, which are referred to, to as, as objects, which you can take no responsibility over them. They don't stay in their place. So then you also have to swear on the karkois, which are called nechasm So this halacha, that once you're swearing on the half of kalim, that you now also will be obligated to swear on the half of karkois, is a halacha that already says in Kiddushin. There's no reason for the Mishnah here to be mechadish this. So the Gemara answer is no. Here, this Mishnah in Shavuos is actually the main place where it discusses the halachas of Shavuos. Here's the main place where it comes to teach this halacha. Hasam, there in Kedushin, Agav Grada Nosva. Over there, it just brings it up, Derech Agav, when it speaks about the Kinyanim of Karkais, it brings up this halacha of Shavuos as well. But really over here, this is the main Chiddush of the Mishnah, so therefore we have no question on Avsheshus over here on this Mishnah regarding the halacha of Halach.